That was the first little piece of guitar music I ever wrote. Uh, that's a little sweetness about it. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, the reason I played it was uh, I've been reading Peter Coyote, Coyote's second autobiography called The Rain Man's Third Cure. And uh, that he got the title from a Bob Dylan song. The Rain Man gave me two cures. And he said, just jump right in. The one was Texas medicine and the other was railroad gin. And like a fool, I mixed them, and they strangled up my mind. Now people just get uglier, and I have no sense of time. And that's from the uh, Stuck Inside a Mobile with the Memphis Blues again. But he's talking about how his father gave him a 410-gauge shotgun when he was 10 years old. They had a farm. And... uh, Peter was hoping that his father would teach him how to shoot and use it and stuff. It never happened. So at 10 years old, he was wandering around this uh, farm with with a gun. And, uh, I mean, my dad gave me a BB gun when I was about 11 we were living in the city, so. But I was thinking about Peter Coyote walking around at 10 with a loaded shotgun. That would never happen today. And, and I've, I've been thinking about, you know, the, in the old man's uh, meditations, uh, how, you know, how different things were when I was young because it reminded me when I was 16 I would just take off I would hitchhike to Carmel or to Sacramento or wherever I mean I just and I'd just go and my parents would let me and you know think about that I mean that's just not going to happen today I don't think most I mean you know maybe if you're a runaway but I wasn't a runaway. It was just a different world. And, uh, I mean, I think we were left to our own devices a lot more. Um, I've also been thinking about... I, I don't know how to explain it. I just, like all the things I thought were so important when I was young, you know, I thought poetry was important, music, books. I mean, it's still stuff I like but we're in such a weird horrific era now the the savages are (laughs) calling the shots it seems or have been anyway they've they've been they've been given life by uh, Donald Trump and uh, I don't know it's weird I used to really believe in, you know, academia. Not anymore. I was watching this uh, 
video with uh, Camille Paglia and uh, Jordan Peterson, whom I cannot stand. And she was talking about how in the 60s, you know, the, the real revolutionaries and hippies and, you know, the people that were really committed to actual change kind of left uh, academia and leaving behind the bureaucrats and the uh, institutionalists, you know, uh, and uh, who are... I don't, you can find the video on uh, YouTube. I would just Google Jordan Peterson and uh, Camille Paglia. It's worth watching. Luckily, he doesn't talk very much. And I know she's a mad woman, but she's super, super well-read and, and uh, smart as hell. And she makes a lot of good points. Yeah, I remember I, I had these little neighbors. They were like early 20s and they were going to, they were one of them was taking um, you know some feminist studies <coughs> excuse me and she and her friend were talking one night um, we, we were going somewhere and, then, and they were talking about how patriarchal gays had stacked the TV show The L Word, that was about lesbians, of course, the lesbian word, with uh, hot women. As patriarchal gays had stacked the, the, uh, the L Word with hot women. And this is, they were actually discussing this at the University of California. And I, I didn't, I just let them talk, but, well, it's like, no, that's what people want to watch. <coughs> People like to see beautiful women. <laughs> That's all there is to it. I mean, say all the shit you want, but... That's what people like to look at. It just makes no sense. I mean, it's, and these are talking points. It's, it's kind of led to where we are now with this stupid fucking cisgendered bullshit. I mean, you can identify a trans woman as a trans woman, but, you know, I don't need a qualification. I'm a, I'm a man. all there is to it and of course you know I wouldn't date a trans woman and I also refuse to be identified as a cisgendered male so I'm a transphobe I'm sure if this gets out you know if this podcast goes viral I'm sure I'll get cancelled but um, yeah so it's just a strange time and um, I don't know just reading Peter's uh, second. Uh, it, 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 this was stuff I was thinking about already and recently. Um, just, I mean, that's for for better or worse. I my idea for this silly little podcast is to try to just convey, you know, the 
my values, my, you know, that I, you know, I believed in that stuff, you know, like peace, love, and understanding. I took it seriously, and I still do. Uh, I didn't realize the summer of love was a creation of, say, Warner Brothers Records. <laughs> and I was, you know, hated Jerry Rubin. He turned into just a, you know, he just was always just a self-promoter. And, you know, him and his yippies and stuff like that. I never went for any of that stuff. So I'm just, you know, just trying to hold on to the, you know, I guess this what the world was that I grew up in. And, you know, we were much more wild and free. It's just not there now. Maybe it's here and there in pockets. I don't know. Sometimes I think it's just a bunch of old boomers that, like me that are kind of know because we're the ones that were there and we know what it was like. And, you know, we, we knew what a, there was a counterculture. And to have a counterculture, you've got to have a culture. And uh, now, what do you have? A marketplace. So what do you have? A counter marketplace? I don't think so. That's not how it works. And Burning Man, God, don't even get me started on that. I mean, it's fine. People want to go there. But uh, it's, to me, one week a year... I don't know. Here goes the old man talking about how great life used to be. Well, anyway. This is Knox, riding the wild bubble with you forever. <laughs>